Welcome to the You Glow Nurse Podcast, where we are growing and glowing through our nursing journey and practicing real self-care along the way. Ready for the real glow up? Join the conversation with me, your host, Fallon Lopez, BSN RN, Certified Health and Wellness Coach and CEO of RU Well, where I empower new nurses to adapt to busy nurse life by creating real self-care strategies that boost energy and build real self-confidence. So if you're struggling to keep afloat in this busy nurse life and ready to ditch the hustle culture, this is a space for you. Let's dive on in to today's episode. Don't forget to like, subscribe to our online community and here on the podcast for more self-care resources. Let's do it, y'all. Hey, friends, getting ready for another amazing episode of the You Glow Nurse podcast. And today I have on Sharon Ramirez. But before we get into this conversation, I wanted to share a few things, a few announcements and just to break down um, and to dive into a, a couple topics from last week's podcast with the nurse healer y'all it was fire if you didn't catch that podcast make sure you go back it was a episode before so many gems on nurses who heal healing is the real bag I that was the name of the podcast so make sure you go check it out so this season was all about purpose this season is all about purpose redefining it purpose restored. What does it mean? What is finding your purpose again mean? And for me, you know, purpose is all about that calling you have on your life, leaning into it. And it's a process, you know, it's developing over time. And as givers, as healthcare professionals, we jumped into healthcare, wanting to help others. Maybe you wanted to just pay your bills. Maybe you just looking for a stable career, you know, And it turned into a purpose path. And now you're trying to grow. Now you're trying to glow through this thing. And COVID taught us so much. Maybe you're starting a a side business. You're growing now in your career. You're, You're trying to heal from your past, wherever you're at. Now you're leaning into this purpose. What does it mean to have a calling and to, to have, you know, maybe to go through those ups and downs? in nurse life. So how do we get back on track with our purpose? And um, learning from our mistakes is, is something that I'm seeing in my own path. Today, I even heard somebody, I was at this conference, the Latina Leadership Podcast Conference, and they shared, learn your mistakes. Like she said, learn your mistakes. And I was like, oh, what? Like you're not letting your mistakes define you, but you're letting those lessons, um, even the mistakes, so-called mistakes push you closer to clarity. Yes. Celebrate the wins, but also just learn from this journey, wherever you're at. If you're on a journey to heal, to, to grow in your career, or maybe you're just trying to find out what the next steps are as a nurse using the good and the bad. And not letting it define you is so important to find that clarity if maybe you're trying to, okay, get back on that purpose path. So I want to talk about these words, ownership and responsibility. If you're on this journey to wellness, health and healing, showing up as your best self so that you can pour from a full cup, so you can have the capability and the the longevity um, in your career and to find your purpose, let's talk about ownership. Let's talk about responsibility, heavy words. But last week's uh, podcast with the nurse healer, we talked about, you know, sometimes those situations that bring us to the point of burnout. There are signs of burnout. You know, there are like the callousness, the cynical, the self-pity, the imposter syndrome, the hopelessness, you know, that show up, you know, the being impatient. These are all signs. These are all things that are, that are trying, your body's trying to tell you something. And, you know, the, these signs, if left unmet, untaken care of, um, then it can affect your ability to serve. And so here is where the compassionate ownership comes in. When you see these signs, when you start seeing these, maybe subtle at first, or maybe boom, you're, you're burnt out wherever you're at. Here's where the compassionate ownership comes in. When I say ownership, responsibility, I mean becoming more aware of the places of growth. 
but not beating yourself up for it. Not, not tearing yourself down. Excuse me. Not beating yourself up when it comes to ownership. Now you're becoming more aware. You're becoming more aware of what you need. You're becoming more, okay, These taking those signs, the callousness, all of those signs, and you're seeing what you need, but you're not beating yourself up from it. You know, you're, you're actually being nice to yourself. You're taking a pause. Maybe you're letting the tears fall. You know, maybe you're asking for help. Maybe you're just repeating positive affirmations instead of the shoulda, woulda, couldas. You should have done this. You should take ownership in a compassionate way. Acknowledge it. But then move on like, okay, but how do I get to the growth? How do I get to the next level? Not operating in the victim mode or blaming everyone else, but operating with compassion and forgiveness. Y'all, that was another word she shared with us. Forgiveness, not holding things against others, not holding other things against yourself. Because when you hold on to things and you 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 simmer and you you're just there and you're just letting it boil up and letting go as well. So it takes self-awareness. And what better way to get more self-aware in the everyday things and the everyday thoughts? How are you treating yourself in the everyday habits? You have to literally rebuild a relationship with yourself, you know, because maybe you're so used to being in that victim mode And then you cope by, you know, going out and partying. You cope by drinking up the town. You cope by turning to relationships or feeling sad for yourself. But no more coping in these ways. Now, to show up at your best, you need better self-care in it. And it takes daily habits to build that new self-care and with to create the new self-care strategies that you need to push you forward in your purpose, to get you closer to that clarity. You need self-awareness and compassion and forgiveness. And then you need those self-care habits to continue on in your purpose path because you had a lot to give. You got a lot to share and you want to make sure that you're pouring into yourselves to do that with the everyday habits. So I'm excited to share a new accountability group coming to you live. The podcast is the first to know my healthy holiday challenge will be going live soon to sustain us in this next season as we go into the holidays and then to the new year. While we're out here giving, crunching, going for, going for it for in our career. On our self-care journey, let's continue to take care of ourselves along the way. As we serve, make sure we're serving ourselves first. How will you prioritize you? And so I'm excited to walk through this with you for the next three months. And I want you to join us. So get ready for more details. Go ahead and join me on my social media for more information about the Healthy Holiday Challenge. I will be coming to you live with more information coming soon, y'all. Just hang on, bear with me. I'm getting things together. So stay tuned. Make sure you join me on my social media platforms. I'm on Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn for all of the things. And you can also join my email group as well for more information on that. Okay, y'all, let's get ready to jump in to this amazing conversation, Moving Forward in Purpose with Sharon Ramirez, co-author of the Latinas in Nursing book with me, as well as director of nursing. I can't wait to share this episode with y'all. What's going on, family and friends? Welcome to another episode of the You Glow Nurse Podcast with me, your host, Fallon Lopez. Y'all, I was out last week, so had to recover, just had a long week, was really feeling tired, um, so I had to take a week off, but I'm back again, and I got another amazing guest for season four on the podcast, so make sure you go like, subscribe, and share this podcast with another nurse who is on her wellness and self-care journey as well. So today's episode is with Sharon Ramirez. She is a co-author along with me in the new book, Latinas in Nursing. And 
She is also a, a nurse with a lot of background in nursing and um, a director of nursing as well. So we're going to talk to her tonight and ask a few questions. We're going to have a, a conversation. Season four has been all about purpose, y'all, really getting into the, the purpose the passion behind nursing and what it means to to regain your purpose again. What if you fell off, uh, you've lost your way, maybe you've doubted your purpose, you've been unsure about your purpose, or maybe you just need like a, a, a purpose like boost, a boost in your purpose path. Well, this is the season for you. This is the podcast for you because we've been talking about all things purpose, redefining and, and restoring our purpose and what it looks like in a nurse's life. Um, so Make sure you like and subscribe and join our community for more uh, podcasts, more resources. Today we have Sharon Ramirez on the podcast. Sharon is a Latina of Mexica, Mexican and Puerto Rican descent. She was born and raised in the Bronx, New York. She currently resides in South Florida, where she has lived for the last 18 years. Her career spans over 15 years and includes experience in bedside nursing, oncology, pain management, and inpatient and outpatient surgical services. She earned her BSN from the Nova Southeastern University, as well as the MSN with a focus in clinical informatics from Grand Canyon University. She currently works as a director of nursing at an outpatient endoscopy center in Fort Lauderdale, Florida area. Sharon is an empty nester with three adult children. She enjoys traveling to visit them when her schedule allows. She has two extremely spoiled Yorkies, which occupy her time and keep her busy. In her spare time, Sharon enjoys gardening, which she finds gratifying and relaxing. That sounds like some amazing self-care right there. All right, y'all. Let's please welcome Sharon Ramirez to the show. Hi, Hi, Sharon. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yes, it's a pleasure. You're actually um, Tina, Tina Loartha Rodriguez's cousin, correct? Right. Yeah. So we get to have you on here as well. We get to share um, more about what's going on um, in your life, how you've gotten to this path, to this <laughs> position in nursing, <laughs> and how you you even were able to contribute to the Latinas in Nursing book, which, yay, <laughs> it's out now. Go yes, ahead. This yes. is your plug. This is our shameless <laughs> plug. If you want to get some inspiration of stories of trust, of determination of Latinas in nursing, make sure you go grab your copy. The link is going to be in my show notes. All right, Ms. Sharon. <laughs> so let's talk about purpose. What does purpose mean to you in this season, in this time in your life? What have you learned? Ooh, <laughs> that's loaded. Um, well, as my bio said, you know, I have three grown children, empty nesters, you know, when they were younger, my identity was tied to being their mom. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, at the point that they were getting a little older, that I went back to school and I and I earned my degree, um, it was a defining, like I had to redefine myself. I had to find mm-hmm. myself again. And, and, you know, they were leaving home. So, you know, what, who are you now? You know, mm-hmm. um, my career has really um, provided me with, as you say, purpose, you know, um, I, I enjoy com- contributing to my community and helping the people in my community when they need us the most, you know, and that in and of itself gives me purpose. Um, mm. So I think that's, for me, that's, that's kind of um, a big part of my identity and who I am. Um, because I, I get so much personal gratification from that, from serving my community. I, I take, yeah. it, you know, it means, the, it means quite a bit to me. Yeah, for sure. I I think a lot of us, when we get into nursing, we have this idea of like, oh, we're going to save the world. We're going to help others. (laughs) It's going to be so great. (laughs) It's going to be amazing, right? And it's like, okay, you get in and it's like this cold slap of reality. Like, it's not how you think it's going to be. No, it's not. No, it's not. Sometimes, sometimes, um, it's the the uh, the most unappreciated, um, mm. you know. I mean, there are days where you know you get home and you are 
100% spent. You know, that they're really, there's nothing left. You have nothing left to give. And then we get up and we do it again the next day. Mm. You know, so, um, yeah. So what makes you get up and go the next day? I know you share, like, the the fact that you're able to help and contribute. So on a tough day, like, what helps you get up and go? Um... What makes me get up? My my sense of commitment. I'm committed to what I do. I think as nurses, going into that career, making the decision to go into that career, um, takes that that sense of commitment. You have to you have yeah. to be willing to to do this every day, even on the days where you know either you're not feeling well. I mean, how many days don't we go to work and we're taking care of the sick and we're not feeling well ourselves, yeah. you know, but we're there, but we're there every day. You know, um, we don't, we don't have the type of career that um, you can't show up for, you know, yeah. you have to be there. You have to be there. So um, that, that pretty much does it for me. Sense of commitment. I love that. Like to have such a sense of commitment in a career choice. It's not just a job. It's like, no. it's a career. It's something that you want, you wanted to do. Like you chose this you and you're it. started off. Oh, you, you built, built it. it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know, when you first get out of school and you get that first job, what, seven out of 10 times it's bedside, you know, bedside mm-hmm. nursing. Um, that's kind of where you get your thick skin. That's, that's sort of where you get that that soldier mentality where, you know, okay, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, you know, grudge through this. I'm going to get through this. Push through. Yeah. You know, um, but then as you go, as you go along and your career firms up and, and becomes solid and, and you start going in different directions, you're building at each stage with each posi- position mm-hmm. you go into, you're building a little more. Um, so, you know, when you've put that much effort into something that you've built, you're going to protect it. You're going to, you're going to show up every day because you worked hard to get there. I know I did. I know I worked really hard to get to where I am. So it's not something that I'm just going to take lightly and, and not get up that morning and go, you know, so that, that in and of itself gives me, um, gives me that incentive to want to get up and go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It comes to like this point where you're just like, okay, this is this is maybe this is not the ideal, like where I want to be. I think, mm-hmm. you know, like you said, throughout different layers, different stages of your career, like maybe this isn't, but nothing's ever wasted. It's still right. part of what's leading you to what's next. You're still gonna use some of that, like whatever wherever you land. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm I'm going through this personally, wherever you land, you know, you're going to learn something there. It's going to challenge you, but it's going to help you to the next level, to push you towards the next level and to get you further and closer to where you need to be. So I want to know about your background in nursing. I'd love to hear your nursing origin story, how it started and maybe some of like where, where you got to now. Okay. Um, So out of school, I went, straight into med surge oncology. So the unit that I was on was half med surge and half oncology. So on any given day, I could I could be on either side. Um, oncology was, um, I think you and I had discussed a little bit earlier, you know, oncology for me was the most fulfilling mm. nursing position that I've had thus far. You know, I've yeah. had several different positions. I'm in an administrative role now. <clears throat> and although it's meaningful to me, um, that portion of my career was the foundation of my nursing career. That really Mm -hmm. is what helped form for me, the kind of nurse that I was aspiring to become. And, um, so that, that was, that was really, um, where I grew from. That was where I blossomed was there when I, when I was with that, um, oncology population, um, after about three years or so, it became really emotionally draining to Mm. be there every day or 
my three shifts, my, you know, my three twelves. Um, it became really, really challenging um, because, you know, as I mentioned in the book, um, you grow close to these patients and you grow close to their families. And so, um, you know, after a while, it wears on you when, you know, you lose them, you know, when they didn't. Yeah. Um, and one of the really great things about nursing is you can go and you can do something else. You know, you could take yes. what you've learned and now you can take it somewhere else, you know, and you can do yeah. something different. I got um, choices. <laughs> yeah, you, you have a lot of choices. And, and um, you know, I chose to step out of the hospital environment outside of the um, bedside nursing. Um, and I went into an outpatient uh, pain management center. And I did that for a few years. Um, that was really great. I got to work... Um, it allowed me to work autonomously. I, I, I didn't have as much, how can I say, it was a tough population to really mm. warm I up to. I can imagine. That was a mm. tough population to warm up to. Um, the pain management area, you know, you have to think when somebody has chronic pain, this mm. is what they do day in and day out. They just have that chronic pain. Um it's hard for them to be pleasant sometimes, you know, it, it mm. it's challenging. It's a challenging, uh -huh. you know, um, while I was doing that, I was uh, approached and offered um, a spot in an AORN um, uh, training class, certification class um, with um, Cleveland Clinic Hospital. And um, so Although the, the main Cleveland Clinic is in Ohio, we have like a satellite here in Florida and they had a periop program. And I don't know, I don't even know how they found me, but they found me. Uh, they offered me a spot in their um, certification class, which AORN is the training for um, periop nursing, which is the OR being inside the OR. The uh, Association of OR Nurses or something correct. like that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so I took, I took advantage and pivoted again and I ended up now in the, in the operating room, you know, so I did that for several years. I did that, um, in a hospital setting, in an outpatient surgical setting. Um, mm. and then after a couple of years, I went back into the hospital setting, which the outpatient and the inpatient settings are two completely different animals. Yeah. They're, not, they're, yeah, they're yeah. nothing, nothing the same. Everything is very different. Um, I appreciate the fact that I've had the opportunity to work in both and that I'm fluent mm. in both. Um, that's really beneficial and it really does help. Um, and so then I ended up becoming uh, an OR manager and then we were blessed with COVID. <laughs> so that's, during COVID, um, <laughs> During COVID, um, I became uh, interim director of surgical services, which allowed me to oversee five different departments. So it was the operating room, uh, pre-op, recovery, interventional radiology, and endoscopy. Mm -hmm. And um, that was a really challenging time. That was a challenging time for um, us as a population, but nursing specifically, you know, was, yeah. we faced so many challenges during the initial uh, impact of, of COVID. Um, and then from there, I became an administrator of an outpatient surgical center. And now I am director of nursing at a different outpatient setting. So, so in awesome. each, like you said, you know, there's something to learn from each step you take and from every um, environment you work in, you know, nothing is lost. You grab everything, knowledge and, and, um, professional growth in every interaction mm. that you have. And, you know, you, you really grow from it. And I've been very yeah. fortunate to work with really great people. Um, I've appreciated them seeing potential in me and offering me the ability to continue that path of growth within my career. Um, so yeah, I, I'm very blessed and very fortunate. Yeah, that's amazing. I think, you know, just to see that growth, it's inspiring. And I, I, 
I just, I just have so many questions. I'm like, <laughs> where do I start? So <laughs> you were, you were in some environments that were like contributing to your growth. Like yes. we were talking about this earlier mm-hmm. sometimes, um, in another episode with Tina, uh, we shared about um, we were talking about a lot of the authors in the book, how they shared like this common thread about like the imposter syndrome. And she was like, automatically, she was like, oh, I don't believe in that. Like, I don't subscribe to that at all. Like, I believe it's the environments that we're in that don't allow us to grow and don't allow us to feel like we're valued. And that's really what it what imposter syndrome is all about. And I'm just like thinking about that. I'm just like thinking and thinking. I'm like that much she's onto something there. Like, what about these environments that may, that contribute to a nurse feeling like she's not good enough or like she's not worth Mm -hmm. it or like she cannot contribute or something like that, you know? So I'm just, I'm loving the fact that the environment that you were in, the setting that you were in allowed you for growth. And also I'm sure you had to make some difficult decisions in, in your path as well. You had to kind of step up to the plate maybe and like get out of your comfort zone or like, you know, do, do something that maybe, you know, was out of your norm. So I'm curious to hear about that. You know, you, you shared in your story as well. You were always like the nurturer one or the one that was like caring to others and someone saw that in you. So tell us about a time that maybe like you were, um, forced to grow out of your comfort zone? Um, that the, the most significant one for me in my career definitely would have been when, um, as the OR manager, which all I was overseeing was the OR itself, seven rooms, you know, a small staff, I think of like 12 people, you know, at any given time, maybe, maybe a little more than that, but, um, you know, really manageable. That was my real first managerial position. Um, and when COVID hit and I got called to the administrative office and the CEO and the CNO sat me down and said, you know, um, we really think that we'd like for you to, you know, take the interim director position, (laughs) you know, we were, we were just dealing, we were just, um, introduced to COVID and mm. all of a sudden I was going to go from overseeing one department to five departments during a time that was, it was, there was so much uncertainty of what was going to happen. How were we going to do things? Cause we were learning um, and changing minute by minute, not even day yeah. by day during that initial yeah. time. Um, so not having a lot of leadership experience and then all of a sudden being thrown into a position where now you're a leader of five different departments and really there's no handbook here. You know, everything was by the seat of your pants. Everything. Yeah. Um, so that was a time when definitely I had to take a look at myself and mm. really kind of, you know, believe in my own self and say, you know, you can do this, you can do this. And um, so that was, that was probably the most challenging um, position that I've ever faced uh, in my career um, where really somebody saw that in myself. I don't know, you know, if somebody would have said to me or asked me, do you think you can do this? I would have been like, Oh, well, no, I, you know, I really don't have the experience or, you know, um, but I was kind of just sort of thrown into it because although they asked me, they really weren't asking me. They were kind of <laughs> Come on, let's me, be honest. You know, like <laughs> you're balling told. I was balling yeah. told. <laughs> so um, you know, that was that was definitely something. So um I would probably say that was it. Yeah, that sounds like I I cannot even imagine like <laughs> And, you know, and so when I I hear these stories, I've had different stories and different interactions with nurses over my career. Um, And I hear a lot about, like, you just get thrown into positions like there's especially a manager, managerial positions and, and supervisors and just directors, you know, just upper management. Like, I feel like even in those positions, you can be burnt out and people, you know, run, you know, like it it can run kind of, um, you can run thin in those areas too. Like there's a big need as well. Like we hear a lot about 
the burnt out of the staff and those of those those of us on the front line. But then there's also the upper management behind them too that you know run run very thin as well because they get burnt out. They have so much on their shoulders too. Um, so I can't even imagine you know going into this 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 time where you're stretched and you're just like pushed into this position, not really uh, <laughs> wanting to, not even really sure yourself, but you rose to the occasion. And I love that positive affirmation that you just kind of shared with us, like that positive self-talk that you have to have, like that conversation, like I can do that. So tell us more about that. Like, what are some ways that, you know, someone going through a new change, um, something like this, getting pulled out of their comfort zone, maybe can help them. Maybe you experienced, or maybe something you wish you would have done, you know, to kind of help, um, uh, encourage you in this, in this journey. Um, well, I'd say I know for myself, so, you know, coming home that night, you know, uh, you know, after having that meeting was sort of, wow what am I going to do with this? You know, I'm the type where I, I'm, I'm a very um, logical. I have to be very logical. I have to be very practical. Mm, yeah. I have to walk, I have to walk through the steps. I have to know, okay, what steps am I going to take? I Everything have to put together a plan, you know, like it, it was, it was all of that, you know, this is your moment. What are you going to do with it? You know, what are, what do you want to get out of this? Where do you want to go from this? You know, where is this going to take you? Um, those were the questions that I was asking myself. And, um, you know, I remember thinking like, no, this is, they, if they gave this to me is because they think I can do this. And Mm. the heck if they, you know, if I'm going to prove them wrong, you know, I'm definitely going to prove that, yeah, you made the right choice and, you know, I can do this. Um, one of the things that I have always done, um, even to this day as a director, um, is I remain humble. You always Mm. have to remain humble. You have to know when you don't have the answer, put the ego aside, admit, Hey, I don't have this answer, but can you help me find it? Where can I get it? You know, um, don't pretend, don't, don't front and say, I got you know, there's going to be times where you're like, yeah, okay, I got this. And you're like, oh, wow, I really don't have this. Let me go figure it out. <laughs> yeah. But when it's something, you know, something big, you know, be humble, be honest. Um, and I really think that that really gains you respect. I mm. think people can respect that more than somebody that overshoots themselves, you know, and then you come back and you fall flat. So Mm -hmm. um, that was the one thing that I remember um, working out for myself that night was, okay, you, there's definitely stuff you don't know, you know, you don't know, Um, go in there, find out what you don't know, (laughs) then Mm -hmm. go get those answers, you know. But um, again, I know that for myself, I knew that my my career was going in a very forward direction and backwards was not an option. So it was roll with it, roll with it, go with it. Yeah. You know, cause, cause you, I wasn't going to change that direction. There was no way. I was yeah. Gonna go backwards. Um, and yeah, I was, I, I did it. <laughs> That's, I, I did it. Yeah, 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 for sure. You did it. You did yeah. it. It was scary. <laughs> It was uncharted territory, but here you are and moving For me on, personally, like, as well as even for the hospital, you know, for yeah. everyone that was involved, this was uncharted territory, you know, but definitely for me personally, that was, that was a very huge leap of growth within that short yeah. period of time. Um, yeah. Because definitely from day to day, I didn't have answers because there weren't answers to be given. You know, where, yeah. where are we going to get PPE from? Where are we getting it from? You know, um, the nurses need them. Where, what are we doing here? How are we going to organize this? I, um, at the time, was actually earning my master's degree um, oh. in clinical informatics. So I was working full time and, and going to school uh, as well. And because it was clinical informatics, I was really interested and um, anxious to be part of the logistical part of 
figuring these things out, where we mm -hmm. were reporting, um, we were reporting to the CDC, we were reporting to the state health departments, you know, our numbers, how many patients, how many patients uh, mm -hmm. were diagnosed, how many patients passed away, you know, these were um, population um, um, schematics that were being done to manage and to track COVID. And, you know, so I was part of the managerial team, but I also was part of, you know, putting the, the public health um, uh, information together. So there was a lot going on. So yeah. this really was just a moment of, poof, you know, it was, it was, I went from zero to 10 in a know, moment to arrive. You were arriving. You were like, <laughs> yeah. Becoming. Yeah. I exactly. love that. I love that. Exactly. And I just hear you saying like, you know, all of the things that you learned, even from the beginning, the, the compassionate nursing that you shared in the book that you started with, you know, that brought you to, you know, the being able to be flexible, being able to, to come to this space, like, okay, I don't know what's happening. We, you know, we're all dealing with, you know, all of these things. We're all dealing with something right now. Like, but I'm, but I'm here and, mm -hmm. and, and I'm a roll with the punches. I'm a, I'm a <laughs> get it done. You know, if they're putting me here, like someone believes in me. So, I mean, mm -hmm. it's amazing, you know, like some, there was, you know, COVID brought us a lot of things. COVID brought us a lot of things. It challenged it us. We had to learn how to be flexible. A lot of bad things, you know, happened, mm -hmm. no doubt. Um, but there was also some challenges, some some moments where we had to grow, where we had to not only grow, but, you know, we could glow through it. And that's mm -hmm. what I say a lot in, in, in this podcast and my wellness journey, like you can have those growing pains, but you can choose to enjoy the journey. You can grow and glow through it, enjoying your journey. Like how is that best done? You know, if you're, you take that personal responsibility, you're like, okay, I'm going to do the best that I can with what I've been given. That's like one of my affirmations I'm saying every day. Absolutely. Like I'm going to do the best that I can with what I got, you know, like I've been put here and some things, they just line up. It just starts to start aligning. And it's just like, oh, okay, I'm here. And then this happened. And then now, and then recently I had the opportunity to be charge nurse in the clinic and it just aligned for me. And I was just like, oh, okay, here we go. And now I'm the charge nurse and okay. Like, I don't know how I ended up here, but it feels okay. It feels like yeah. I can do this and mm -hmm. it was successful. And yeah. you know, everybody's kept their jobs. Nobody quit. All the nurse <laughs> All the patients made it out on time. So that was a win for me, you know? So I love yeah. that, you know, yeah. everything starts aligning and it feels like, oh, okay, I got this. I can do this. So I love that. Sometimes if if it's left up to you to take that step, sometimes fear or, or um, self-doubt come into play and we just don't do it. But when we're pushed into it, you know, um, many times you realize, you know, you find something within yourself and you make it happen. And, um, you know, COVID was definitely, um, it, it definitely was not a, a, a great thing, but some good things did come from it. Yeah. I believe. You know, nursing to me, the, the, the profession of nursing grew out of COVID, mm. grew from mm -hmm. COVID. Because again, just like for me, um, you know, at that time when I was pushed forward, I knew I didn't want to go backwards. As yeah. a profession, nursing was challenged to the brink and we were pushed forward. We were, we were um, challenged to the point that we really stood up. Like, I really believe that it was because of nursing that we kind of overcame COVID, you know, yeah. we played a huge Ooh. role. We paid yeah. us as nurses, all these RNs, we played a significant role in yeah. overcoming COVID and taking care of these patients um, during that time when nobody else could, nobody else wanted to, you yeah, know, everybody was hiding there. at home and with their yeah. masks and, you know, don't go out, don't, don't go to the store, don't do this. But yet we were getting up every day and we were going to work. And now yeah. we, we moved forward. We projected ourselves forward. We're not planning to go back as a profession. Yeah. And I think yeah. that um, a lot of respect for us came from COVID, you know, that I think a lot of people, 
saw the commitment that we had and that we, you know, put forth. And I, and I think that, um, in some, in some circles, we got a lot of, um, recognition for that. And, yeah. um, and again, I don't think we're going to go backwards. You know, I think it's, really I love that from here, you know, so I love that you keep saying, you know, like the forward movement, the forward motion, we, we going forward. Like it ain't no looking back no more. Yeah, like, There's no Florence Nightingale here no more. <laughs> what happened in the past, the way things are running, you know, like how people were unaware of healthcare, of how much we, put in like society as a whole was so unaware or maybe just turned the other, you know, just turned the the blind eye to what was going on in healthcare. Like it brought to, to the front, like what all is going on, how much nurses work, how much we need nurses, how much this, this, we brought everyone together. Like you said, like we really brought this camaraderie. Like if the nurses can do it, if they can push through, we can get through. Like if they can get up, go into the unknown, still take care of themselves somehow. Like we was, you know, we was eating yeah. Taco Bell every day and barely taking mm-hmm. breaks and barely sleeping. And we were still, if they could overcome and show commitment because we are, we've been rated mm-hmm. the most trusted profession Yep, in America Several for years in a row. But I think after COVID, it was like, wow, you know, and we're demanding that respect. You yeah, know, I think yeah, I yeah. think that we're at a point where it's like, oh, no, wait a minute. You know, um, yeah. no, doc, you're not going to belittle me. You know, you're not going to mm. you know, you're not going to disrespect me. Years ago, you know, there was you would like a doc would come in and, you know, why did you do this? You can't do this. And, you know, whatever kind of put us down. And it was like, OK, yes, doctor. You know, and now it's like, yeah. Mm. No, <laughs> we're part no. of the team. We help you it. make decisions. You That's need it. us. Hello, exactly. exactly. And and so I think I think that in in some ways, I do. I always try to see some positive somewhere along the line. You know, not yeah. everything is bad. You know, and you gotta what happened happened. Let's learn from it. You know, and and I do think that um some good came out of it. You know, yeah. for us as a whole. You know, yeah. For me, for sure, um, and I was sharing with you earlier about how even before COVID, I was struggling with burnout and then started my business as a health coach, trying to help others in a different way. And then through that process of learning about health and wellness, I learned more about myself. I learned more about, you know, my mental health. I started getting into therapy, my relationship with God. I started really taking care of myself. So when COVID happened, I had these new coping mechanisms. I had these new coping strategies, you know, not perfect at all. Like I still struggled, you know, but when it came time to rise to the occasion, I was like, okay, I'm gonna rise to the occasion, but I'm gonna take my break, but I'm gonna try to get at least six hours of sleep. I'm gonna rise to the occasion, but I'm gonna go eat a snack real quick. I'm gonna go say a positive affirmation and I'm gonna come back. You know, I learned so much more about pouring into my cup, pouring into my well and taking care of me first putting myself prior prioritizing me and what that looks like. Um, so I'm just curious about like, as you go forward in your, in your journey, like what are some self-care things that you're learning that you're doing to provide that, that, that well-being for you in this, in this time? Um, I think, well, for myself, I really feel that that's one thing that's not taught in nursing school that I think should be part of the curriculum. You, you can know, say that again. Because, <laughs> They don't. I don't feel that they really prepare you for that sense of burnout. Because when you first become a nurse, I, re- I remember when I first became a nurse, um, my ex-husband used to tell me, you were sleeping. You were like doing something. And I'm like, I was oh, standing, no! I was standing the, the, the pixels. Oh, and- no. <laughs> the pressure, you know, you don't, I couldn't yeah. turn it off. You know, um, I wasn't prepared for that. For that sense yeah. of, oh, my God, if I make a mistake, if I make a mistake, <laughs> kill somebody, yeah. if I make a mistake, you know, um, definitely over time, you know, you learn or I've learned to, OK, work is done. That's done. Mm-hmm. I come back to that tomorrow. You know, that's tomorrow. Yeah. Now this is me. Um, for me personally, every two weeks, I, I get a therapeutic uh, deep tissue massage. Every two weeks. Mm, every, every two, two weeks. weeks. Every two weeks. I'm on I'm that table. Like, yep. <laughs> um, 
you know, that's something that I, I do for myself. Um, I take time. Um, I set time aside. I will soak in a bath when I, you know, mm. just, just, you know, um, Epsom salt candles, a glass of wine. Yep. It's hey. all going to go down that drain when I let that water out, you know. Um, oh, I love that. Everything just draining everything, everything it's out. It's drained out, sucked through and goes right down that drain. I come out, I'm refreshed. I'm, I'm better. I'm, you know, it's like when you get on the plane and they tell you, you know, you got to put your mask on first yeah. before you can put, you know, before you put the mask on your child or anybody else. You know, if we're empty and we have nothing to give, there's no way for us to be able to efficiently and properly take care of another person. Um, we can't serve if we don't take care of ourselves. So, yeah. um, you know, for myself, um, I try to meditate a little bit. Um, Sometimes I'll have a day. Phone is off. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not doing anything. I know the groceries yeah. have to be done. I know that the laundry has to be done. It'll be there tomorrow, and I'll be able yeah. to do it tomorrow. Um, you know, the other lesson, and I was telling my boss this as a matter of fact today. I was like, the one thing that I've really learned as I've gotten older is everything does not deserve a level ten reaction. Like, oh, you know, come on. Everything yeah. is not a 10. You know, like yeah. you got to look at that and go, that's a four. Uh, <laughs> you're not going to get a 10 out of me for that. You know, and really gauging yourself, you know, being um really mindful of the energy that you're putting out. So, you know, if everything, mm. even the smallest thing, you're putting out a level 10 energy in a response, then you're just using up your energy and you have nothing left. You're going to run out of it a lot yeah. quicker than if you yeah. just, you know, respond to things appropriate, really look at things, really relatively speaking, how, how important is that? That's a quick fix. That's not, that's not a 10, you know? So, um, that's kind of like where I'm at in my life. And in this level, you know, this, um, part of my career is really judging and learning how to assess the situation, you know, and, yeah, there are times where it's a 10, you know, that call light is going off. There's an emergency. Yeah. You know, that's mm. a 10. Um, somebody came in half an hour late. Well, you know what? Get this one to cover. Have that one come and see me when when they get in so that we can, you know, figure out what's going on. But, yeah. no, you're not going to get a 10 out of me. You know what I mean? So mm. it's, I think learning that. Um, but definitely that comes with time. That's not something that you automatically have. And that's why I think that nursing programs should be including that as part of the curriculum. There should be at least one semester, half a semester, you know, a couple of weeks, two or three weeks where you bring people in that are going to help these students that are going to come out into the field with the skills that they need from the get, from the door, you know, from the gate. So that this way, um, they're not struggling to f- develop skills, find skills that they have no way of knowing how to overcome, you know what I mean? To deal with these day-to-day um, newfound respons- levels of responsibility that they didn't have before. So um, I do think that that's something that um, moving forward, I wish that if we can make any changes, that that would be one of the things that we would change. Yeah, like a whole like let's talk about life as a nurse. Let's mm-hmm. let's have a moment and talk about this. How how you know how to take care of yourself, literally, because yeah, nurses are getting younger, and let's be honest, a lot of us are getting our information from the internet or watching other people go through it. You know, we're not yeah. doing our real life experiences, people to people reaction is not you know, interaction is not, you know, as common these days, you know, mm-hmm. so when you dealing with that level 10, le- level four, and you're giving it a 10, because you don't know how to interact, you know, like, these are things that are not so common sense, like I'm learning them all the time. Like, I just love that you're like, oh, okay, let me gauge, let me assess, let me use my my nursing skills that I use every day on others. Let me let me do some of that for myself. I say that all the time. Mm hmm. Let, let's assess ourselves. How are you feeling today? Where are you at? You know, have you had lunch? Did you, you know, have you had enough water? Is that why you're hangry? Is that why you might react a certain mm-hmm. way? Are you, are you still carrying on from the, from the home? What happened last night? You know, like 
what can make you react to that level 10? Well, maybe it's a three, it's a two, or maybe it's no reaction at all, you know? So I love that you're like doing that personal assessment on yourself. And, and like you said, over time, give yourself time. I'm yeah. learning that now. Give myself time. I'm still becoming, I'm still arriving, but everything that I've learned, everything that I have in my tool belt is helping me for the next level. It's helping me to get there and, and I'm going to enjoy the journey along the way. And I'm just learning, you know, like last week I had this conversation with someone and it was separating your worth from your works. That was one of the Mm -hmm. phrases she said, you know, and that has been like, a a huge self-care. And I hear you saying that too. Like when you say um, just leaving work at work, you know, like just disconnecting. Um, Yeah. And something that's helped me um, leave work at work and, you know, just disconnecting is separating my worth from the works that I do. Like if I mess up, if I, if I don't get it right, if I don't say the right thing, it doesn't, it doesn't dismiss who I am as a person. It doesn't devalue me as a nurse. Like I'm, there are some days it's just going to be a rough day. <laughs> I'm not going to respond right. But, you know, you're a human being first and foremost. You know, you're, you're a human being. So we we are fallible. We we make mistakes. Um, nobody is perfect. I think I think the other thing, too, is the I, I, the best thing that we can do for ourselves is to learn ourselves. Aside from mm. everything else, not as your career, not not as a parent, not as a spouse, not as you as an individual learning yourself yeah. because when you get up in the morning and you're getting ready to go to work, there are days where your cup is full hundred percent. I'm ready. I'm ready for the world. Got it. We're good. I'm going to do this. There are days you wake up and for whatever reason, whether you're physically not feeling well, whether emotionally you're not feeling well, whether you're just, you're just empty that day. You, you you're yeah. starting the day at 25%. Do you recognize that in yourself? Cause if you recognize mm-hmm. that in yourself, then you already know, okay, you know what? I know that I don't have a lot to give today. That means that I need to limit. I need to limit my interaction. I, I got to really stop and know how I'm stepping out the house today because mm. you know what I mean? Like, but you got to know that about yourself. You have to be able to recognize that within yourself and know how are you going to handle that from mm-hmm. the get? So that this way, as the day starts coming at you, you know, you already have a way of somehow managing that. If not, yes. this is going to all pile up. And before you know it, you know, you're explosion. drowning. <laughs> drowning. Exactly. I say exactly. explosion. Exactly. Had one of those so, last week. <laughs> <laughs> so, you I know, know. so that's what I'm saying, you know, you, but it all, it all becomes with self though. Yeah. You know, you can't expect others to recognize that within you. You have to be able yeah. to recognize within yourself and say, okay, listen, you know, uh, today is not going to be a really great day. So don't bring me anything that's going to, you know, just bring me the really heavy stuff. All of them, yeah. keep all the little stuff back. You know, I don't have it today to, to take care of the yeah. little stuff, you know. Um, but yeah, I, I think that, that a, a, a lot of us get so caught up in, in the everyday, the everyday, you just do it. And you mm. do you go through life sometimes blindly. The other day, something happened to me. <laughs> I felt so silly. Um, I got into my car. Uh, I was leaving work. I got in my car and I'm like, my cell phone. Where's my cell phone? Yeah. Damn, I left my cell phone. I had already set the alarm for the facility and everything. I had to leave everything, leave my car, go back into the facility, un- take off, you know, disalarm the, disarm the alarm go through the whole facility, can't find my cell phone. I'm calling my cell phone so that I could hear it ring. Nothing. I'm like, damn, what the heck could I have done with my cell phone? I lock everything back up. I go to my car. As I'm walking to my car, sitting on the cradle is my cell phone. I had so absentmindedly got into my car and put it on the cradle that I started looking for it because I didn't even realize that I had absentmindedly already done it. And I didn't see the phone until I got back to the car. Then I was like, don't you feel stupid? So, you know, it's like sometimes we go through life. We could go through the whole day like that, just going through emotions and just, Mm. and um, I think that we run on empty and don't even realize that we need to replenish, that we're at a point that we need to replenish because we're on fumes. Um, So I think, I think that that's something that as individuals, we need to spend some time on is, ourselves. Where are you today? 
You know, how yeah. are you feeling today? What, how much do you have to give today? You know, and on those days, maybe you delegate a little bit more to your team. Maybe you, you know, um, rely on your, um, your team to, to maybe handle some of the stuff that you would normally handle, you know, and have them, have them take on a little more to ease yourself up a little bit. Maybe that day you need it. Um, But I think, I think that's something that we need to do for ourselves more often that I don't think we do enough. Mm, I love that story you share. Like I've done that so many times. Like I'm like looking for my phone. I leave my phone at the house and Oh, it's in my car this whole time. And it's just like, wow. Okay. But definitely like, I hear you saying like asking for help, like it's okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. On those harder days. Like sometimes that's self-care. Like I I need, I need to go take a break. Y'all we have this thing at my job code purple. Like, okay. You know, you got your code blue, code red, code yellow. Okay. Code purple. I need to go. Don't talk to me. I need a few minutes. Just give me some time. I needed one of those the other week. And I had to ask my coworker. I'm like, can you just cover? Cause I cannot like, if I just push this down some more, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to be okay. I'm not okay. I am not okay. So just give me a few minutes. I'm going to step outside, handle this and I'm going to be okay. And it's the yeah. hardest thing to ask it for is. help. It is. To be like, I, um, I can't do this right now. Especially being in an administrative role and being in a leadership role. Mm. You know, I know it's really hard to say, I don't got this for the moment. <laughs> right now, this one moment in time, I don't got it. You know, mm. that is hard. But like you said, you have to be able to sometimes separate, put the ego aside and and separate it and say, for the betterment of everybody, patients, mm. my staff, I need to step away for just a moment or I don't yeah. have it right now. Or can you help me with this? Um, yeah. Because sometimes that's hard for us. It's hard for us to to admit that sometimes, you know, but again, I go back to we're human, you know, so before we're a nurse, uh, before, you know, you're a director, before you're anything, you're a human being. So um, we just have to remember that about ourselves. Yeah. You're a human. Give yourself some grace and some space. Yeah. And yeah, a lot of grace in this yeah. in this nursing life. We need mm-hmm. it. I think we're so hard on ourselves. I know personally, I can be my own worst critic at sometimes at some at most times. And I'm like, why am I being so hard on myself? Um, I made it through the day. Like <laughs> nobody died on me. I I made it through the day. Like you know, like it's okay. It's gonna be okay. And sometimes yeah. just saying. It's a bad day, not a bad life. Just helps me as well. Like there are some affirmations sometimes, you know, just be really positive what I'm saying to myself, like mm-hmm. over and over. Like, what am I repeating to myself? Um, and being really intentional about that is is has really helped me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Miss Sharon, it has been really special Thank just you. chatting with you these last few, uh, these last uh moments that we've had. Um, and we could go on for sure. Um, I'm just excited about what the Latinas in nursing is doing for our nursing community. Like this was just a tidbit of what Sharon's story is. And, you know, she talks about her journey, um, from compassionate learning, compassionate nursing, being a leader, and then, you know, just, just how she's evolved through this process, y'all. So you definitely want to check out more of her story. Uh, so grab Latinas in Nursing. Right now we're on Amazon. Um, and I'll put that link again in the in the show notes for y'all. Sharon, we're on Kindle too. Yeah, we're on Kindle. <laughs> we're I didn't even know that. Look, look. Yeah, Tina, Tina sent out a, a message the other day that, yeah. We're on an audiobook. Audiobook, yeah. That I is believe, wonderful. No, I, be, I believe she said we're on Kindle. I'm, I'm almost positive. That's yeah. fantastic. If not, yeah. it's coming soon. Yeah. Like, yes. Any last words as we wrap up for today, Sharon? Well, thank you so much. I appreciate the opportunity to speak with you. This was a lot of fun. Um, I'm really excited about um, Latinas in nursing. I think that um, it's really giving us a voice um, to to um, give incentive and and inspiration to uh, other Latinas that you know are thinking about becoming nurses. Um, it, it is a really gratifying career. You have so much opportunity. Um, yeah. To, to go in so many different directions with it. You know, you don't have to be pigeonholed into just one 
aspect of nursing. So if it's something you're thinking about, go for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's worth the effort. And it really it's is. Been, it's been one of the hardest things in my life to do, but I'm so proud of how far I've come and how nursing has come through all of, you know, my, my career, like just seeing everything evolve from how things went with COVID and until mm-hmm. now. And we need more nurses to contribute to that, to we to do. add to that and to mm-hmm. change the face of healthcare. So we need you nurses for sure. <laughs> Definitely. For sure. Thank you so much. Yes. It was so fun chatting with you. I really appreciate it. And hope, hopefully we can meet in person soon. Like if Latina nurses has like a in-person event, I'm trying to go. Definitely. Like, I, mean, I, ain't really, Definitely. Really I would love to be there. Okay, we're trying to make something happen. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much. For sure, for sure. All right, y'all. There we go. Thank you, Miss Sharon Ramirez, for just blessing the stage on the You Glow Nurse podcast. I just loved hearing from Sharon and just being able to absorb all of the the journey of purpose and her purpose path. And I just hear that forward trajectory, y'all. We going forward. There's no more looking back. Like what happened in the past, it gave us the tools that we needed to move forward. So if you are moving forward, continue to move forward, continue to keep pushing um, and take care of yourself along the way. Be more present with self, understanding self, understanding who you are as a human first, who you are before the career is going to be pivotal to your longevity in this thing. And we need nurses. So taking care of yourself along this forward trajectory of your nursing career, y'all. I'm so excited to continue the podcast, to continue the conversation, y'all. So make sure you go like, subscribe. Leave me a comment. Share this podcast with other nurses who may uh, benefit from this conversation. I know they would. Um, and, and let me know what you uh, thought about today's conversation. Share with me any anything um, that you uh, might have gained from us sharing tonight. Y'all, it's been real, too real. And I can't wait until next time. I'll see you. Bye. Bye.